Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of the nerdiest podcast in the Midwest, the one where we continue through the saga of the God Butcher. We are the Midwestern Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Brian Stoffel, joined with me, as always, my partner in crime, my partner in time, my cohort. K.O. Kyle Olson. We are the Midwestern Nerds. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-E-R-N-E-R. D S. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Midwestern Nerds. We are the Midwestern Nerds Podcast on Facebook. If you'd like to send us an email, you can send that to MidwesternNerds at gmail.com. You can find and stream our show wherever you find the podcast. We are continuing through the God Butcher saga once again. And joining us once again for the second half, the second installment of the god butcher saga is our friend of the podcast the one that joins us on all of our midwesterners read so far well the majority of them and probably the rest of them from here on out heck yeah. Tom first <laughs> tom thank you Hello. once again for coming back and joining us on this journey of course dude if it's a comic that i can read i'm down if it's a podcast i can be on i'm down and the better part is we all get along <laughs> For the most part. That we do. Yeah, this KO kid. <laughs> who knows? You know a guy for like 12 years and you just never know him. <laughs> never know. I'm a wild card. <laughs> All right. So we started with the first half of this journey. What have been our general thoughts so far? And then what are our general thoughts of the second half before we do our deep dive into it? Kyle, why don't you start us off? Uh, I know you were a little lukewarm on the on the first half. You seemed like you were starting to warm up a little bit, especially when we dove in and talked about it a little bit more. I I, I don't know if it's just my I don't want to say hatred. That's a strong word. I don't like reading. <laughs> I, I I I don't think I have the attention span to be a reader. Um, and so that could have been, there's a lot of outside forces that are affecting my mood right now too. But at the same time, like I, there, there, whatever, for whatever reason, I couldn't fully get into this. Um, there's a lot of, as you can tell, if you listen to part one, which you should have listened to part one, if you're listening to this, go back and listen to part one first. I don't know what you're doing. Um, but like there, obviously, like I said, there, there's some good things in here. Like there's some really good story elements. There's some stuff that maybe I'm picking up more because you guys are talking about it. Maybe there's some things that I missed. Um, but for whatever reason, I just wasn't fully grabbed by all of this. Tom, thoughts yeah. on part one and general thoughts of part two. Part one was a lot of groundwork. And I mentioned it in the last episode where it was, it took a couple issues for me to be like, I'm fully hooked. Um, but it was something I was definitely had my interest. But then once we got to, I think it was like issue four. Um, I was like, yep. Okay, I need to know how this resolves. There's a lot of moving parts, and I need to know the resolution. Uh, and then as we get to the end of it and where we ended uh, the first part of the last episode of just kind of learning more about Gore and why he is the way that he is, it's it's not definitely not something that makes me root for Gore, <laughs> uh, but it's definitely something I was like, okay, well, that's, that's a strong motive. Like, if I lost just about everything there was to lose, I'd be... Uh, pretty spiteful especially if i saw instead of helping they were just fighting each other and as a mortal i wouldn't understand the reasons i'm sure they had a really good reason for fighting each other uh at least i hope so uh, and then just kind of seeing the struggle of thor and the multiple thors and just kind of knowing that this is something that thor himself struggles with for almost his entire life upon meeting him it's like wow this this is i didn't know much about gore at all coming into this and then this was very eye-opening to be like this is a serious threat this isn't um this isn't the guy that oh for these next issues we're just gonna fight for fun like this is something that impacts thor's life um moving into these next few parts that we're gonna go over um i think this is this is some of the best stuff of the entire story where it's we get in that back half we do the groundwork we lay it down and from here on it's what's the plan we need to move 
and both sides are kind of rushing towards the climax with each other at a significant pace. It was one of the things where I was reading and I feel like I was getting anxious because I didn't know what was going to happen or how it was going to resolve. And I just couldn't read fast enough. I was like, well, I can't just read the dialogue and not look at what's happening. <laughs> uh, but it's like, I, I want to get there. It's like, I, I felt an urgency with the situation to be like, okay, the characters are being urgent. I'm being urgent. How does this end? So uh, I was very pleased with the second half. It had been so long since I first read the story arc that I didn't remember a whole lot of it. I remembered like the main beats and I remembered enjoying it quite a bit. And so maybe that affected my second time around, this time around being my second time. Um, but I think it, it helped for the better. Um, Kyle kind of alluded to it in the last episode, but it helped knowing the background of like gore and kind of having a familiarity with this story before jumping back into it after so long of time where I, I guess it, it could have affected my perception of it. Whereas like for you guys, it took those first like three issues to be like, all right, we've done a lot of building up. Let's get going. Whereas for me, when I was reading that, I was like, Ooh, like I, I kind of know what's going to happen, but I'm, I'm enjoying the, the setup of, of all of it. Um, the art, which we've touched on, uh, I find to be gorgeous. Kyle finds it to be eye bulging. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Uh, and I, I like the stage that's set up in that first half. And then the, the origin of gore. Um, if I had any uh, criticism on that first half, I think we touched on it a lot towards the end of the last episode is the fact that we'd probably put that, that uh, origin story a little bit earlier than halfway through the series, uh, just to kind of set up and develop that character a little bit more. The second half, the, the gas pedal is fully on the floor. Uh, things are just are going. Uh, the, I love the three different Thors working together. Um, I like that we start off with uh, Avenger Thor, present Thor and King Thor, just them. Uh, before we get the the young Viking Thor into the mix of it, but the dynamic of all three of those working together, I I, I thought fit the character well and worked very well. The stakes and the weight of everything that's going on is felt, uh, and it's just a fun wild ride. I think it's going to move a lot quicker because a lot of the issues towards the end are it's just a lot of action. Uh, not a whole lot of story to talk about and develop, but there's a lot of really cool panels, a lot of what Tom would consider to be poster moments uh, towards the back half of this book that we'll definitely get into and talk about. Uh, so let's start to dive in with uh, The God Bomb, part one, where gods go to die. Somewhere at the end of time, all the gods of the universe are enslaved working to build a machine that will forever change the face of creation. What is the God Bomb? And what can Thor, the last free god in all the cosmos, do to stop it? I know what he does. He starts it with a, a threesome. <laughs> this Thor <issue>, fucks. <laughs> or does fuck. This, this issue starts with uh, young Viking Thor uh, waking up from uh, being tormented by gore in his sleep. Uh, wake up, God of Thunder. I'm not finished with you yet. And uh, he wakes up and he's in bed with two different women. <laughs> that's that's the start of the second half, the second arc. I just love and, immediately him looking back with a smile and just being like, that means you have to keep me up until tomorrow. And she's like, <laughs> Oh, I can do that, you know, for Asgard. For the glory of Asgard. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, I like it. I like it. This is my dog. I, I, I love, too, how this woman, like, from the little bit of dialogue she has, she is a badass Viking. She's like, she's like, all right, what do I, what do we need to do? Who do I need to kill? What do I need to do? Oh, you need me to sleep with you? Okay, I can do that, too. <laughs> I don't know what it's for like. Asgard, if it's, you know? Like to me more attractive in the moment but they're both strapped right like he's got his axe she's got a sword 
and she's like, "Oh yeah, we can we can stay up all night." <laughs> it's <just> like, wow, <laughs> I love it. Uh, and then and we, then get, we, we cut... get to. I was gonna say we get to explore uh, Avenger Thor with King Thor, which is very interesting. Time travel. I I like that King Thor is like. What are you again? An Avenger? Guardian of the Galaxy? Yeah. Kind of that little order of yours? Have you moved to the sun and become a cosmic god cop yet? What? No? Oh, then forget I said anything. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and then I love, too, that uh, later on, um, uh, our Avenger Thor, our present Thor, uh, he also says, this cannot be right. Perhaps this is one of those alternate futures that the X-Men are always going on about. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that line as well. As an avid X-Men fan, that got me. I was like, oh, yep. <laughs> and then he's like, what What could possibly make me, you know, ready for what's about to happen? Oh, I could use a drink. <laughs> right? I love that there's this hidden, like, cellar. Like, yeah. this hidden wine beer cellar uh, that only the king has access to (laughs) like present thor says it and then uh later on young thor says it too that like there's there's always this whisperings of this hidden cellar where there's this this mead this ale and i love that they finally get access to it (laughs) and later on spoiler alert for uh later on like halfway through the voyage with (laughs) with king thor and avenger thor they run out of they run out of mead because yeah. that's all they've been doing the whole time that they've been sailing towards the god bomb planet is just drinking. <laughs> I, just, I very enjoy wine of Dionysus, uh, elderberry wine, and frost giant. I can't re- read that second part of it, but I just I I had a I spent a lot of time reading what the all the different uh, <laughs> alcohols were that that they had there. Of course, you will. You would, Mister Wine and Spirits. <laughs> My profession. Trying to see what page that was because I want to see what they all had. Again, it's like it was later three... on. Oh. oh, maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm too far. The page that I was just talking about. It's like three yeah. or four pages. Yeah, three pages after the six. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of crates that just say ale, mead, 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 yeah. ale. <laughs> Just the normal stuff, but then there's the cellar, you know, the high stuff. I like uh, up in the upper left-hand corner of that page. My favorite on this page is the moonshine from the moons of Saturn. Yeah, (laughs) that's super cool. Yeah, I didn't know these actually had words on them. That's kind of crazy. Right? Frost giant stout. I just love that. That's what happens when you're you're trying to... uh, that's what happens when you're trying to speed through <laughs> to read what's going to happen next. It's one of the reasons why I've always been criticized for how slow I read, especially with comics. Like, with a lot of my nerdy friends, they're like, how is it taking you so long to read those? Like, a lot of times I just stare at the pictures. I'm taking yeah. in all the details, and then I'm reading the words. A lot of times comics, I, I take longer to read comics than I do regular chapter books because <laughs> sometimes like the art's just so good where it's just like, oh, I need to soak in every little detail. <laughs> I just love that he's been to Olympus purely for the wine. <laughs> yes. Dionysus, could you make me some wine? <laughs> it's literally your only function as a god. <laughs> uh, we cut back to Viking Thor. And Gore sends his berserker dogs uh, to get him. I like that you can tell that they just busted into the cabin when he was having sex. Because clearly he's naked fighting all these dogs. And they they end up tricking him. And he ends up into the pool of blood infinity. And I love that uh, when he gets there. He's like, where the hell? And I love that the panel, he says, hell. Like, being like, oh like metaphorically you're in hell and then gore saying ah at last my favorite thor welcome welcome to the place where the gods go to die and then this thor is taken and he's enslaved and then when we go back to future asgard with uh the thors preparing the ship before he leaves i i like that we go back to king thor 
and we revisit some of the weight that's on his shoulders where he's praying to his fallen sons, uh, asking for forgiveness and asking for strength. I also like the battle cry afterwards. It's, are you ready to spill your blood across the end of time? Are you ready to die as the stars die with you? Are you ready to laugh in the face of the twilight of the gods? Again, <laughs> the writing is so <laughs> badass at times in this book. That he's just got a barrel. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. uh, when they finally set sail, that panel on the top page with uh, King Thor with Molnir as he's hanging on to the ropes, like that one's pretty cool too. Mm. The last charge of the armies of Asgard. And then we figure out what god uh, Shadrach actually is uh, of. The god of uh, baubles and ballerinas? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just looking on that page too. Pancakes and tambourines? <laughs> tambourines, that's what it was. Amazing. But no, he's actually the god of bombs. And then just that huge full page of fucking god bomb that Gore's been building. So cool. That's a good cliffhanger. Like, imagine... Yeah. I, I We brought this up a couple times in our previous Midwesterners read, but, like, imagine that's the end, and you have to wait a whole month to figure out what happened. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Tom here, who's reading the words faster than he can look at the pictures, imagine, <laughs> imagine getting that cliffhanger and then having to wait a whole month to find out what's, what's next. I just... I'm really good about, like, shows, like, the boys and things like that. It's like, ah, oh, it's annoying that it's weekly, but I'll do it. I don't know if I could do that with <laughs> comics. <laughs> I don't know if I could do the whole month. Uh, I know I have a friend that does uh, Dragon Ball Super, like the manga, and he's like, oh, it's new, it's new one out, new one out, new one out. It's like, I, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I would need to know. I need the resolution. <laughs> well, that's the good thing about comics is the fact that you can choose to read them in single issues, which I do with some, or you can choose to do like we did here, pick up the graphic novel, pick up the, the omnibus sometimes can have an entire run in it where you can just sit down with this giant tomb that's bigger than a textbook <laughs> and uh, just sit down and read the whole thing through. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I still do quite a few uh, books month to month, but I've got, as the guys can somewhat see and Kyle has seen in person, I've got a library of just tombs of books uh, that I love to dive in. Any final thoughts on issue number seven, part one of the God bomb. We're getting really close to something that was kind of wild to me at the time. Cause I didn't know that it was a thing, but that's, that's going to come up in the next one. But this one is uh like we mentioned, it's it's all coming together and it's coming together fast. So we were like, yeah, the two Thors, so Avengers Thor and King Thor are on their way to go deal with Gore. Gore captured the young Thor and they're both kind of heading towards this collision point very quickly. And with that teaser, Tom, why don't you bring us into issue number eight? God Bomb Part 2. Gods in Chains. Thor in Chains. Gore Transcendent. All hope for divinity lost. As the clock ticks down, one very large bomb, as enslaved gods look to the skies for a savior, enter the girls of thunder. That's the thing I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I'd forgotten about that too. Uh, definitely had forgotten about that. I was like, oh, interesting. And then that that's one of the that's one of the times where I understand how this could have been confusing because you're like wait a minute like when did thor have these daughters that look the same age as him but then it's like ah time travel <laughs> we skip gore... like we don't even meet his kids we meet his grandkids <laughs> yeah gore is reaching through time and it's showing how gore is taking gods from any timeline uh but yeah definitely i that was one thing that i did not remember uh on the second read here and i was like oh that's kind of cool i've been saying throughout this is thor fucks but apparently that's hereditary because uh, they horny <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I love the uh, the conversation uh, to start this issue of Avenger Thor and King Thor as they're sailing towards uh, the God Bomb planet. And uh, Avenger Thor says, I grow battle stars. How much farther to the God Butcher's lair? And King Thor says, still a few billion light years, but we've got a good solar wind at our backs and ale aplenty. And then Avenger Thor says, we've no more ale. <laughs> King Thor <laughs> responds, Hela's pale bosom boy. Go polish thine hammer or practice growing a beard before I cast thy ass overboard. Hella's pale bosom boy. <laughs> Amazing. Such a good conversation to start the issue mm-hmm. off. <laughs> Again, I and I know like you didn't like you didn't like Ragnarok, but there's always caught there's always some bits of comedy in Thor. There's always been it it's always been there. It has. I, my problem is when we rely too much on the comedy, when we lean too heavily on it, when the comedy becomes more important than the story and the plot. That's I when I start to have problems. But like I said, a lot of the comedy in the new one worked for me. The yeah. Love and Thunder worked for me more than it did for most people, which is one of the reasons why... I kind of want to go and see it again just because I'm like, did we watch the same movie? Mm-hmm. Was I asleep for half that movie? Like, cause I had a way different experience than a lot of people that I've talked to about that movie or that I've heard talk about that movie. And so, um, yeah, it's one of the reasons why I want to go back and revisit that, but, uh, let's bring it back to the source material to this issue that we're on, that we're talking about here. Um, like we said, we we get to meet the uh, the girls of Thunder, Thor's granddaughters. I love that later on one of them's like, "Ew, I had the hots for my for my grandpa." <laughs> even before they believed, it, even before he said who he was, one of them was like, "It looks it looks a little familiar." <laughs> and one was ready to just do it, risk it all. Yep. <laughs> They were threatening his life, but then they were also like, I don't know, he's pretty cute. <laughs> uh, this is the issue where we meet Gore's son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's worth bringing up. Yeah, this issue is just mostly a lot of, a lot more of like, uh, this is like another chapter of development. Like, like young Thor and King Thor, or Avenger Thor and King Thor, they're on their way to the planet. Uh, Viking Thor is enslaved. He's figuring out what's going on. That they're making a bomb. He meets his uh, his granddaughters and all the other enslaved gods that are there. I love that they're that they're talking about a, a moment to strike, and then Viking Thor like volunteers, but they're like, "All right, let's first like make a plan before we do this. Like, we've got all these shards that can explode." That we're gonna use, but we gotta figure out when and how we're gonna do it. And they turn around and it's gone. And Thor's <laughs> taken them and he's run off. He's like, I'm just gonna do it myself. <laughs> Reminds me of Guardians 2 when Groot just takes the bomb and starts running down. It's like, <laughs> we're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh so he throws the bomb or the shards to blow up the bomb. And then we see space sharks and the blast from the bomb sends our viking thor up into space and i like that he swings a space shark at the two thors in the boat to defend himself before he knows what's even going on (laughs) so good something else that i thought was kind of cool made a not exact but like a slight cameo appearance in the in the film i think they did space dolphins yeah i remember correctly yeah yep 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 the thing that I really liked about this scene setting up the three Thors dynamics with each other, I love that Avenger Thor sees King Thor as like, oh, I grew up to be my dad and mm-hmm. almost views him at like, like a failed father. And then I like that he very much treats Viking Thor the same way that King Thor treats him. I, I, I liked seeing that dynamic of like, 
of like the the old the older the older one like kind of mentoring the younger one and looking out for the younger one and the younger one being like oh you're just old you don't know what's going on and well and viking thor eyeing up mjolnir again and then avenger thor just coming in and just grabs it again the bulging eyes but this one worked for me too like he's like, oh, he was shocked <laughs> yeah. no like yeah this one worked and then we get the full page of all three of them standing there that's dope i like that he takes that he can't have mjolnir but he's still gonna grab the biggest hammer he can find <laughs> yeah he's like i need a hammer too i can't i can't be left alone and this <laughs> this was kyle this is the the splash page that i was talking about where i thought that uh the build-up of jane oh. and Robin thunder trying to get her catchphrase this is what I thought it was building up to because oh. when when you get to this, it's like, oh, that is badass. The the final dialogue of this issue is now we let the hammers talk. And I was waiting for the for the I can't think of like a, a catchphrase, but it, it doesn't matter. I'll just let the hammer do the talking. Like I wanted a line like yeah. some, something along those lines. And the what we got. I don't even remember what it was. That's how forgettable it was. But I was like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> it's it's times like that where sometimes I wish I I don't have the source material knowledge where it's like, if if I wouldn't have known, like that probably wouldn't affect wouldn't have affected me. I just would have been like, oh, that was a joke that didn't land. But when I see moments like that, it's like, oh, what a what a wasted opportunity. <laughs> let's make him let's make him taste the rainbow. I don't whatever the her line was. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Where I was like, I think I audibly was like, come on, really? <laughs> so funny. We're gonna settle on it's Thorbin time. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I think I almost would have liked that better. Uh, no. <laughs> Oh, if the they could have, if they could have sniffed the uh, the memeing of Morbius while they were working on that, and snuck that line in somewhere when she's trying to think of her catchphrase, even if she would have had like a notebook where she was writing a bunch down, and that was one in there. That yep, 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 yep. Sony, if you're listening, we were all busy that weekend. Release it again, <laughs> one more weekend. Yeah, yeah right. uh, I mean, we, you, you guys have asked for like five different scenes to have an extra 15 minutes we might as well do in a, a director's cut at this point i know Tiger like <laughs> doesn't want to do it but oh speaking sounds... of uh news that came out on tuesday of last week of this episode uh the spider-man no way home the fun cut hits theaters on september 1st yes Ooh, that's I saw that. marvel just Get more money out of us for movies. I'm curious what's and... different between that and my 4K disc. <laughs> yeah, you're you're preaching to a choir here. Yeah, I bought <laughs> I I hunted down for the Walmart exclusive packaging of the 4K because I was like, that's the cover I want. Hunted down. I still haven't watched it, and the fact that they're like, hey, we're releasing like an extended cut in the theaters, and I'm like, great. I have this 4K disc that I haven't watched. And now, sometime months from now, they're gonna release that on 4K, and I'm, I'm gonna buy it again. I already know Absolutely. that I am. So then I'm gonna have two movies, two of the same movie. <laughs> you gotta, you just gotta. <laughs> yep, it's all money. about the bottom line. Money, money, uh, money. Any last thoughts before I move on to part three here? Uh, no, I think I think we've pretty much covered everything. Uh, oh, I will say. Um, we don't see Jane Foster Thor at all in the storyline, no. but Viking Thor's armor at yeah. the end of this issue looks almost identical to Mighty Thor, Jane Foster Thor's uh, armor and look in the comics mm -hmm. going forward. So I thought that that was, that was a nice nod of like, a, hey, we've seen a Thor look similar to this before. That's my final thought. Now God. let the hammers do the talk. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. I just looked it up. The God Bomb Part 3. Thunder in the Blood. Three Thors, side by side at last, unite in battle. 
but will even that be enough as Gore the God Butcher's grand plan nears completion and his powers grow beyond anything we've seen before? Uh, Tom always brings up the poster moments, the cover to this issue, issue nine, um, I think is one of, if not the coolest image in this whole entire book. And so if I was to buy a poster from this run at all, that would be the poster. I would have to I'd do the last uh, panel of the last one too. I was going to say yeah. back-to-back posters for sure. If it didn't have the speech bubble, that always tilts me on that. But oh, I want yeah. the speech bubble. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. The hammers talk. Yeah. Some, sometimes the speech <laughs> bubble adds to it. I, I'll admit. I'll admit. That's fair. But yeah, that, that cover is um, all three Thors. The two that have Molniers have the lightning striking from it. And uh, Viking Thor is crouching with his axe. And they're all standing battle ready. And it is an awesome painted image. Super cool. And we start off with gore and uh, wife, question mark, love interest. Uh, I don't, but uh, basically I like. I think that's his new wife. I would yeah. say, yeah, I would have to assume so. But it's like, she's basically like, oh, is, you know, come back to bed. I'll give you a nicer, vi-. like even gore fucks in this. Like, what the hell? Um, I should have that. They're just making it horny. Uh, <laughs> Does but, he? I'll ask you later because I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's basically like even she wants this to be over because she's like, you, you know, you're you're all powerful at this point. Like, just do it so it can be over and we can live. A, but but then she also asks the question like, what what does kind of happen after this? And again, alludes to Gore becoming the thing that he's seeking to destroy. Yes. Uh, I love the introduction here. I think it it does a fantastic job of furthering developing this character of not just seeing his plans come to fruition, but seeing him become, like you said, become the thing that he is trying to destroy. We slowly see him get more and more godlike, and it definitely comes to a head in the climax of this story. And something that Again, if if you were to add any more to, to the Love and Thunder movie, if we could have seen a magnitude of that character having this kind of, of development of becoming almost godlike and becoming the thing that he that he's ultimately trying to destroy and then realizing that at the end, I think could have been really awesome to see. And I think Christian Bale would have eaten that up. But they finally get there. Uh they jump from the boat. Of course, Viking Thor, the one who can't fly, is the first <laughs> one to jump off the boat. And they're like, we should try to keep this to the skies as long as we can. And he's just like, nope, fuck this and jumping off. <laughs> and King Thor's like, oh, you idiot children. Like, this is not going to go well for Asgard. <laughs> and then we get a- another one of the coolest, like this full page that we get, one of the coolest artwork in this whole in this whole run. Absolutely love that. All three falling toward uh, Gore casting just, the shadows yeah. of his berserkers. So then cool. Thor struck with the fury of a billion storms. Love the dialogue in there too. Yeah, man, we really just get them battling. <laughs> yeah, King Thor feels the thunder again. That was so sick. Yes. What's that? The uh, what they call it? The Odin Force. Yep. And then when he uh, when he strikes uh gore with the with the blast shoots him millions of light years away and then i love the the panel below that where he's lying in the rubble and it says the butcher god for the first time in a millennia knows fear and then we get avenger thor riding a space shark (laughs) (laughs) faster you stupid shark i love that i love that uh he's he's killing off his slaves to get more power like we see that no Thor will survive this day. No Gore will either. Love that. Oh, he said earlier too. I, I made a note of it that uh, Gore said you should have brought more Thors. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was a good line too. Dope line. Yeah. Is this shark shooting lasers? Yeah, out of its. Nose. Okay. Yep. All right. <laughs> Definitely missed that the first time. I did too. <laughs> I'm just not looking at that like, huh, 
those are definitely purple laser beams coming out of that shark's nose. Uh, you turn the page too from that, uh, and Gore facing off against Avenger Thor in the um, top right. There, he looks awesome. yes, that he's got like six arms. Mm-hmm. Hello, Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, <there>. oh. <laughs> that dialogue is sick, though. Too, it's like, come, I never get tired of killing Thors, so it's like, all right, well. The three that are alive are <laughs> that means there's other Thors that aren't here anymore. <laughs> yeah. I like too um when he's facing off and he stabs Thor. And I I like when Gore reveals his new favorite Thor. When he says, You know I'm right. That's why you fight so hard, why you try so desperately hard to seem noble. Because you see just how petty and useless your kind truly are. You know that I know that gods have never created or cared for anything except for themselves. The god who doubts, I change my mind. You're my favorite, Thor. Such a great bit of dialogue. Yeah, we get that final clash into the sun. We, and it looks like, oh, are they going to take him out? You know, are they? is the sun going to finally finally take them out and then i love the bit of dialogue that ends this issue um on the world on the world of gore thunder is heard and then it began to rain it rained blood god blood and then it rained hammers and we and And thors and despair and we end the issue with gore saying make ready the bomb poster yeah villain poster but poster um when i was reading this issue i was like how is this because i looked ahead just to plan out the the episode so i knew that the the god butcher saga was 11 issues long and i was like how does this feel like the last battle in issue nine Mm -hmm. until you get to the end and it's like that battle was epic and mm-hmm. now that was just like that was just like the thunder before the lightning which is the final Yay. battle <laughs> nice. so i thought this whole thing was the god butcher so that battle happened and i'm like where do we go from here like why is it so much longer <laughs> Yeah, your <laughs> your book that you have has 18 issues um instead yes. of the the 11. The book that we're that we are showcasing on our social media is the just the 11 issues um in the one book. My giant book has like the first quarter of Jason Aaron's run on Thor. Um and one of the fun things is they have variant covers like sprinkled in here too. And something that I didn't realize until reading this this book is that um, the God Butcher saga took place during Thor the Dark World. Yeah. When that came out. Because mm-hmm. the variant cover is one of the posters that they used for Thor the Dark World. I was like, oh, how curious. It's, uh, it's in here somewhere, but for... This book, they have them all in the back. Oh, yep. And so I was like, wait, why is there a movie one? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Any final thoughts on part three? It's sick. There's a part where, like, young Thor is like, wait, I'm going to be able to do that one day? (laughs) And it's just like, it really puts into perspective, like, how long Thor kind of lives as a god and, like, how truly powerful he can become. So it's like, you get caught up in things like in the MCU, right? It's like, all right, well, he can get beat up by like Thanos and like things like that. But it's like, well, no, it's, he's just, he can get stronger. <laughs> We're just not there yet. He's still young. Like you forget like first Thor, it was like kind of similar thing. It's like, you're not worthy of this hammer anymore. Figure it out. So it's just, it's a very interesting progression of how he's gone. This story does a great job of showing that multiple times throughout this these whole 11 issues like even if you go back to when thor reaches out to iron man and tells him that like he's he is like 
when Thor tells Tony that he's like a god to him. And he mentions the fact that like his lifetime is like almost infinite. That like he is going to that he has lived way longer than Tony Stark could even like comprehend. And the fact that like Tony Stark stands out amongst all of that time as like this important figure to Thor again, like highlights again, highlights like how much, how long Thor lives. And then when Avenger Thor gets to King Thor's timeline to the future and it, it took him 900 years to get there. So King Thor is battling those berserkers by himself for 900 years. Like their lifespan is crazy. All right. God bomb part four to the last God, the penultimate chapter in the saga of the God butcher. Thus comes the final battle against Gore as three Thors lead an army of slaved gods in the fight to save all of divinity. But will it be for naught as the massive god bomb is triggered at last? Uh, we open up and it's it's looking pretty grim for our Thors. Uh, the first page is a splash page of King Thor chained to a meteor that's just flying through space. Uh, we come and we see Viking Thor. That's a poster. Yeah. <laughs> We we come and see Avenger Thor being thrown into fire and Viking Thor being strung up by um Gore's black essence, which uh a long time from now, years from now, you'll come to find out that it's probably symbiote because Gore's sword is the necromancer which is the sword that Null, the king of the symbiotes, wields later on. So um, if you put two and two together, all this black essence is probably symbiote. They just obviously couldn't do that in the movie because everything symbiote's owned by Sony. <laughs> yep, yep. Eddie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although it is technically in the 616 now too, so. Um, I like that Gore's armored out almost he kind of looks like war machine gore with his black symbiote armor and then we get dark super <laughs> um yeah. we haven't been there yet <laughs> just pulls uh, up blood and stuff you know so uh gore's wife comes on to the battlefield she's like is this almost over are you gonna ignite the bomb and then he's like yep it's time to do it and she, along with confessing her love to him, she confesses that uh, he is a god to her. And <laughs> Gore does not like that. What did uh, you just say? And kills her. Straight up sends one of his tendril hairs through her head and says, I am no one's god. And then we hear father and out of nowhere comes Gore's son. Uh, he's like, where's mom? And uh, Gore's like, she said, she's coming that she'll meet you here. I got to go set off my bomb. Then the son turns around and sees his mom's hand laying in the sand. Then we cut to the, the granddaughters of thunder, the girls of thunder they're like strung up with Gore's symbiote over the hammers and they're reaching for it. I kind of wish that one of them would have grabbed it. Oh, like I, I wanted I wanted to see like all three of them wield the hammers before Viking Thor and him being like, what the hell? Even you can lift them? <laughs> mm -hmm. Wanted to see them be all badass and take down like take on Thor or Gore for a little bit. Fortunately, we don't see that. But doesn't take away from the story, though. But what good is a hammer anyway against a bomb? Cool line. Yeah, that was a good line, too. Uh, Gore's son helps Avenger Thor from the cliffs of whatever fire he was about to perish in. And uh, I like that he's like, I don't know how to pray, 
but I will pray to you, God of Thunder. I pray that you will kill my father. So he's put two and two together that uh, that daddy killed mommy, and now he wants daddy dead. And I don't blame him. <laughs> the hammers are finally free. The slaves are going to do their one last strike. Gore's going to kill Viking Thor to add his blood to the pool. And I love that <laughs> Viking Thor just bites out Gore's eye. I was like, oh, dang. He throws him out, and we get a lot more battling. Uh, mostly, um, I like that he takes his axe back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, he takes his axe back. The two Thors, uh, King Thor and Avenger Thor, get their hammers, and they fly off to Gore. So Viking Thors with the slaves fighting off the berserker dogs. This cheetah woman that's one of the slaves. Yeah. Uh, Gore sends like a symbiote raven that like rips its heart out and delivers it to him so that he can like power up once more. thought that was pretty sweet. Then King Thor, he's trying to hold back Gore while Avenger Thor takes out the bomb. He throws his hammer King Thor throws his hammer to Avenger Thor. So now we got Thor wielding two Molniers. I was like, oh yeah, that's Super awesome. Cool. I remembered this from the first time reading it. So in Endgame, when he's got mm. Stormbreaker and Molnir, like everybody's like, oh, that's so cool. For me, I was like, dude, that's something that I dreamed of seeing from the books like <laughs> on the big screen so that mm -hmm. that moment hit so much harder because of this story here seeing him wield both Molniers, like so awesome just wailing away at that bomb and uh we end with uh boom boom booms just the, final uns thought? the uncertainty as he's like destroying the bomb too it's like am i truly doing the right thing it's like what if gore isn't a madman at all God's help us. What if he's and it just keeps going? I setting love up, setting up some future. I didn't read past eleven, but I know I know some key plot points going forward here. Uh, so setting that up is uh, the foreshadowing that is very cool. I love the the character development. Even though he, you know, they're they're going after this dude. That he's not quite sure. His confidence is shaken. I love like the doubt that he has throughout this entire story, even. Even in the the next issue, the last issue of this storyline, like even up till the very end, like Avenger Thor, present day Thor, has doubt about the gods and their place and if they're relevant anymore and if they actually did do any good. I, I love that internal dilemma that he carries throughout this whole story. All right, with that, Tom, take us to the end. Okay, I just realized I was like, oh, it's me. <laughs> All right. God Bomb Part 5. The Last Prayer. The grand finale of the epic time-traveling saga of the God Butcher. After the dust clears, what gods will be left to rule? We've None of them! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We've said it the last few issues, but this one too. Uh, another poster moment right here with Thor just flying through the air both hammers flung over his shoulders about to strike down as the lightning's going off behind him. What are you doing? So awesome. Gummel hammered up on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we open up, up too, back at uh, Omnipotent City, and the gods are all freaking out, the librarians finally realizing too late that, oh shit, like, we're about to die. And as he's saying that, boom, he's just dead. And I, again, this book gets very metal at times. But how metal is it? Where, it, like, you look at the pictures and it's like, oh, like, they're just, they're, they're, they just dropped dead. And it's like, nope, that, that death was a long death and they suffered. <laughs> I didn't think it would hurt so much. It was like, oh, damn. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like I said, you look at that picture. Like, out of context, you're not reading the words, you're just looking at the pictures, it's like, oh, they just dropped to the ground dead. 
and then you read the words and he's like and then when he says that it's like oh no like this is a slow painful death um so avenger thor still trying to take out um the bomb and then i i like the panel that's uh down at the bottom with gore with his missing eye how detailed it is and then he's like what is he doing and king thor is just laying on the ground he's dying as well because the bomb's going off and he says dying like a god Mm. (laughs) like oh yeah and then the next page again a standout page thor absorbing the blast of the god bomb into both molniers is so awesome the the symbiotes like streaming from from his eyes and his nose and his mouth and then after after the blast is done you know uh the the girls of thunder as that solicit called them uh they're like oh it, it just it just stopped and they're like you can't believe we're alive that panel on the next page oh. of necro thor <laughs> standing there with both hammers so badass i was like oh damn like reading this for the first time it's like is he gonna turn dark like is this gonna corrupt him too like it corrupted gore now that he's got uh all of that into him especially with all that doubt that they've already been playing into it's just so badass (laughs) it's not your weapon anymore it laughs at you gore oh i love that they made this text bubble black too its yep. name is the all-black Necrosword, the slicer of worlds, the Anaya Blade, and it was meant to be wielded by a god. But you were right about one thing. And Gore's like, no, give it back. And Thor says it was also meant to kill them. And it's like, oh, shit. And then you turn the page, and that splash page of him just <laughs> sending the lightning of both Molniers at Gore as Necrothor, so awesome. Oh, and then the confrontation with his son. Yes. Yeah. That was that was pretty crazy. Behold, Gore, god of hypocrisy. I was like, oh, dude, just kick him when he's down. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to the point. It's like, no, son, I can't lose you too. And it's like, well, you're only losing yourself. So. He didn't actually bring back his wife and kid. It was just projections of himself from his shadows. So it's just like so dark. It's so yeah. dark. And then this is where at the beginning of the last episode, when I was talking about how we wrap up Gore's arc here, this is where I don't know how to personally wrap it up but I didn't like how they did it in the movie and I didn't like how they did it here where young Thor just chops his head off and he says, I've just had about enough of that. Thus endeth the tale of God butcher. Shall we drink mead and think of ways to defile his ashes? I was like, what? (laughs) So abrupt. Like I kind of wish that they would have found a way to like imprison him. You know, instead of killing him off, make him sit with the fact that knowing that he became the one thing that he hated and to live with that, maybe see him come back. It's one of those things where it's like, I feel like this whole story in this arc developed Gore as like a core villain for Thor. And we just took him off the board right away. And I kind of like... I hate when they do it in the movies. I hate when they do it in the comics. But that being said, comics being comics, nobody stays dead. Dude got <laughs> OP though. So I mean, he did. In the comic at least. So it's like, you got to do something because yeah. you'll book yourself into a corner eventually. So, but here's like one of the things that I didn't know Thor could do was die and come right back. <laughs> right? <laughs> Three days later, by the way. He rose again. <laughs> I like that, that earlier. Like... I can't remember what issue it was either, but the, the when they were when they were all enslaved and it's like, oh, on the seventh day you get to take a little bit of rest. That was a nice mm-hmm. like there's some good tie-ins there. Again, a big religion theme that we're actually seeing a lot of in 
phase four here. It's G four. I like that they. Ex- I, I like that they explained it that he was brought back through the the Odin force, which is now called the Thor force uh, by King Thor, and that he basically had to use the majority of that up to bring his past self back to life, which I understand the motivation behind that because if your past self is dead, then how are you still there? (laughs) But I I do like that. um, That future Asgard is now like a safe haven for Mm -hmm. all the slave gods that no longer have homes and no longer have a place to go. And I like that we, that we circle back to like the beginning of the arc where Avenger Thor goes back to that planet that uh, he first uh, went to, that he he brought the water to, the, the planet that almost died of, uh, of being starved and, and dying of hunger and thirst. And I like that that's also like a, a place for the gods to go as well. And I like that we end with... Uh, a god whose story may have been as old as time, but the but whose adventures and perils have only just begun. It's like, all right, that was a that was a good first arc of this run. I like the conversation between King Thor and Viking Thor, and it's just it seems very like Endgame Thor just dropping bombshells on him. It's like you're gonna suck, you're gonna be terrible. Everyone you love is going to die. But you'll get there. And he's like, <laughs> well, it looks like I've become the All-Father and I suck at that too. And he's like, it yeah. gets worse. You'll never be the son your dad wanted. <laughs> it's just, damn, just really laying into him. <laughs> and Avengers Thor was like, that was a bit harsh. But, like, I get it. <laughs> I like that he calls him a troll's arse, though. <laughs> And that the that he wants to go home because the ale is old and bitter, just like the Thors. <laughs> and Viking Thor does move Mjolnir, but he doesn't fully pick it up. Yep. Oh, overall, <laughs> about it. I, I didn't like how we wrapped up Gore, but overall, I liked how we wrapped up the story. I thought it was a yeah. very satisfying conclusion. You pray. You once prayed to me because your world had no gods. You need not pray that anymore. Like uh, uh, he, he's keeping his promise too. That that's just like the overarching. He's he's gonna keep his promise a lot. Not like some of the other gods, but that's why Thor's the best. And Tom knows this too. Uh, even going into the next issue, you see how the events of this story affect Thor moving forward, and that it's not just like oh this happened, and I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing like tends to happen most of the time with either different writers or mm-hmm. a new big storyline that has to happen. Like the next issue is very much our present day Avenger Thor being like, all right, like I need to be aware of what's going on out in the universe. And I like, I always come back to Midgard. So I have to come back to earth and like, let's see how we can better help this planet out as well. It's uh, I do so everyone like everyone listening that got the big book like I did and finished uh, definitely read through it the next arc is fun <laughs> it's a little wild but it's fun um i'd say like the last issue in like i think issue 18 was it seemed fillery to me but it also seems like it could lead into something else so that's just maybe if i had both parts you know um but it's it's worth reading through it's a lot of fun it's interesting to see um how thor grows and continues to go on so i wouldn't i wouldn't say anything's as drastic as the first 18 issues (laughs) um but i do think the next arc that happens and you can correct me if i'm wrong but i think that leads into something bigger later on at least it definitely feels like it has potential to i think i can actually probably look here i think issue 18 ends right before jane takes over so you wouldn't be wrong in, in assuming that uh issue 18 uh, is like a it's like a dragon thing um but to also put into perspective so if you were like tom and bought uh the complete collection that is book one of five 
of Jason Aaron's run on. Oh my life. god, there's so much more. <laughs> yes. Oh, there is there is so much more. I have the uh, three. Or I have the first three. Oh, I was wrong. Jane takes over the next storyline after. So there's one more storyline after issue 18, and then Jane comes in. Um final thoughts on the whole on the whole story. A good story. Like I said, I I for some reason while reading it didn't really sink into it. It could have been outside factors, as I've said before, but uh, overall really good stuff. Uh made me it it gives me a new perspective on Thor, give me a new appreciation for gore. Um yeah, I really enjoyed this. I I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed the time travel, the differences of Thor's, and I like how they were able to do it while also not drastically affecting the characters before it. So it's like, oh, I met much future Thor, and like, we're on the All-Father, and it's going to change my entire life. It was like, no, you did a shitty job. I hate you. <laughs> I hate everything you represent. Like, my main goal is this hammer, and that's going to save the goal. Well, I'll help you with this other thing that we're all continuously, simultaneously working on. So I think there's a lot of great elements and i think it wrapped up maybe not gore as much but at least the story wrapped up pretty nicely of like all right we all go on we do have some changes to make in our lives but for the most part we need to continue on with the next thing and not get too caught up in that incredibly traumatic experience <laughs> that it was um but it was cool it was cool to see thor in this light especially my main exposure to thor was mostly the films and a couple like avengers comics here or there so it was it was nice to see like what parts of him were adapted what parts aren't exactly as adapted as they could be um and just kind of seeing like oh like something that dark i wouldn't expect from necessarily marvel or thor more like dc batman type stuff <laughs> so it was interesting to see that kind of flesh out and go that way so it was really cool it was eye-opening i really enjoyed it uh i say that i think with every <laughs> read along we do uh which is a good thing because we're reading good stories and we're talking about it and getting more people to read them so uh definitely recommend it the next ones are are good um if you have the complete edition one i would argue that the god butcher is the best of the book though this i haven't read a whole lot of thor but out of the Thor that I've read, this definitely sits towards the top of my list. Um, J. Michael Straczynski's run is absolutely phenomenal of Thor. Uh, that sits up at the top, but next in line would be this God Butcher story. Uh, I think it's epic. It's badass. It's very metal. It's very dark. Um, I like the time travel aspects of it. I like past, present, future Thor having to work together to take down this common threat that um, that you feel the weight of the threat. And I love the development of Gore and we can empathize with him and see where he's coming from, though we may not feel like he's making the best choices. Like we understand why he's making those choices. I feel like this is a good jumping on story if you've seen the movie if you've seen love and thunder if you've been keeping up with the mcu thus far i feel like some things might get a little confusing but that's just kind of the mystery of the story as it unravels and develops and you go through it gets a lot more clear you follow it a little bit better um again the the artwork is phenomenal not just the the artist but the inker uh that's along with it um the more I read comic books, the more I understand how important an inker is to an artist. Um, you can have a penciler that does really phenomenal art, and you can have an inker that just botches it and makes it look like complete garbage. And so the fact that they got a very strong artist and a very strong inker for this epic story that feels like you're looking at like... A mythology book like the art that would be like in a norse mythology book like that painted art that just brings this that makes the story so much more epic um and adds a lot to it uh so i highly recommend this book 
if you are a Thor fan, if you like Thor in the movies, if you want to see um, a different version of Thor or Thors than you've seen in the movies, if you liked Love and Thunder and want to see the whole fleshed out backstory of it, what it could have been (laughs) i was just about to say if you didn't love love and thunder and thought it could have been better read this book because uh you might be pleasantly surprised with it so that has been thor the god butcher saga by jason aaron hope you guys have all enjoyed it this episode again is running a little bit long so we're gonna skip best stuff of the week uh for a second week in a row but it will more than likely come back in the following weeks. Um, but we have been your Midwestern nerds. That's M I D W E S T E R N E R D S. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Midwestern nerds. We are the Midwestern nerds podcast on Facebook. If you'd like to send us an email, you can send that to Midwestern nerds at gmail.com. You can find our show wherever you find a podcast. Please remember to rate and review, share and subscribe. All of these things help this channel to continue to improve and grow and be the Midwestern Nerds podcast that you want to listen to week to week. I'd like to thank our special guest joining us once again, Tom. Glad you enjoyed the book. Can't wait to have you back for another future installment of Midwestern Nerds Read. Don't quite know what that's going to be yet. Uh, haven't talked to it with uh, my co-host here, Kyle. Um, it it could be a slew of many things. We could do <laughs> we could do a Miss Marvel run. We could do a She-Hulk Ooh. run leading up to that show. We could do uh, some Black Adam or Shazam. Uh, some Blade. Those. Any and all of those <laughs> could definitely be possibilities. We could even do a run inspired by an announcement made at hopefully san diego comic-con uh or d23 with some future marvel projects that we don't know about yet as at the recording of this episode um regardless x-men fantastic four regardless we enjoy doing these for you all we hope that you enjoy them as well and hope that this adds to your library adds to your curiosity and your enjoyment of this genre as a whole for your midwestern nerds this week i have been brian stoffel and i've been ko kyle olson and i've been tom and i'm always so happy to be here and whether it's beer brats comics or hammers doing the talking keep Keep it nerdy. nerdy